Welcome to the Talent Scout podcast. I'm your host, Hilary Kelleher, and I work with a company called Scout Talent. Yes, you heard that correctly. It's the reverse of our podcast name. Scout Talent provide affordable professional recruitment services and software to in-house HR and recruitment teams. As well as our usual handy recruitment tips and information, the podcast is now packed with even more information that our audience of recruiters are going to love. Firstly, we have our interesting statistic where I'll share the most interesting statistic from the past two weeks. Then I'll dive a little deeper into a recruitment challenge that we all face and hopefully offer some solutions. Finally, we have our recruitment news roundup where I'll discuss some of the most interesting recruitment news of the fortnight. If you like the new format, let us know. Let's jump right in with our interesting statistic for the episode. This information comes from a study done by the OC Tanner Institute this March. The report states that employee burnout is on the rise, with 52% of Canadians reporting that the pandemic has made them feel physically or emotionally exhausted. The report also informs us that at any given time, on average, up to 50% of employees are suffering moderate to severe levels of burnout. This may be surprising, especially considering the consensus among white collar workers that working from home or a hybrid work environment is considered to be the future of work and considered to have a positive impact on productivity. How does a workforce with greater flexibility and increased productivity feel burnt out? One can conclude that the COVID-19 pandemic has put some strain on the relationship between employees and employer and a dissatisfaction with their employer, as well as other factors, is causing the employees to become burnt out. Whatever the answer may be, it stands to reason that this growing feeling of burnout closely relates to the significant increase of workers changing jobs during 2021. As we've covered in previous podcasts, the number of workers who submitted their resignations in the past few months is at the highest level ever. Recruiters are well aware. It's a candidate-driven market where job seekers are spoiled for choice in terms of vacancies. With this increased competition between employers, many employers are asking themselves, What can I do to stand out from the competition? How will I get a candidate to accept my offer above an offer from another company? This brings me to our main topic for the episode, and that's employee benefits. As mentioned, job seekers are in the driving seat right now when it comes to the job market, and competition between employers is at an all-time high. Before submitting a job application, it's likely that candidates will be more selective and consider all pros and cons of working with an organization before submitting an application or accepting an offer. We all know losing a candidate at the offer stage of your recruitment process is expensive. By the time an offer is made, your team will have committed hours to hiring this candidate. And so the last thing you want is to lose a great candidate due to the benefits your company are offering. So what benefits do job seekers actually want and what benefits add no value in the eyes of the candidate? First and foremost, let's talk about money. According to Payscale's 2021 Compensation Best Practices Report, almost 80% of organizations determine what to pay their employees by researching online for reports around pay. When you consider that employers are using third-party data found online to make pay decisions, It reminds us of the availability of salary information and how accessible that data is to job seekers. Bearing this in mind, our advice is simple. Don't try to save money by offering lower than industry standard wages. Job seekers have access to the same data as organizations and know their worth. 
Of course, base salary isn't the only opportunity to make money for employees. According to the same report by Payscale, 70% of organizations offer some kind of additional monetary incentives to employees. The most popular form of monetary incentive offered by organizations is individual incentive bonuses. Other types of financial incentives include hiring bonuses, referral bonuses, end-of-year bonuses, and stock options. Interestingly, offering hiring bonuses is something that's on the rise. In fact, Indeed noticed a 3% jump in the job postings offering hiring bonuses between June and July 2021. This really is a testament to the competitive nature of the hiring market right now. If you're having issues attracting candidates to your role, consider implementing some kind of bonus structure to entice money-focused job seekers. We also highly advise including salary in your job postings. According to Indeed, job seekers are 68% more likely to apply for a role if pay is included in the job description. Of course, money isn't the be-all and end-all in terms of attracting and retaining employees. Traditional employee benefits can be a huge area for consideration when looking for a job. I'm talking about health benefits here. Healthcare benefits have become expected by a lot of employees. In fact, not offering health benefits can lead to a significant loss of applicants to a role. Healthcare is more relevant than ever, especially given that we're in the midst of a global health pandemic. However, the pandemic has resulted in more issues than just physical illness. We suggest reviewing your company's health benefits package to determine what mental health benefits you're offering your employees. Increased social isolation, an atmosphere of uncertainty on top of an increase in employee burnout means a focus on mental health needs to be adopted by employers. Offering counseling services and wellness benefits can significantly increase employee wellness and engagement, ultimately leading to good results for your business. In fact, the World Health Organization states that for every dollar put into scaling up treatment for common mental health challenges like depression and anxiety, there's a return of $4 in improved health and productivity. In a similar vein, the pandemic has also changed how we receive our healthcare. Given the current climate, including telehealth options for employees can be a good idea. Employees may feel more comfortable speaking to a doctor virtually, and digital appointments can also reduce time lost from an employer's perspective. Let's continue with another bread and butter benefit, and that's annual leave. More and more organizations seem to be adopting a very liberal approach and offering unlimited annual leave or unlimited unpaid time off. You'll remember from a recent episode, I discussed how dating app Bumble recently announced unlimited leave for their employees. The reasoning behind this is to reduce employee burnout and increase retention. However, this isn't realistic for organizations working within tight budgets and with limited staff. This creates a challenge for small organizations who are competing for staff with other organizations with larger budgets, allowing them to offer more generous leave. Perhaps consider offering additional annual leave as an incentive for good work. Consider giving an additional day off for birthdays or even days off for life events like moving house or getting a new pet. You could also offer employees unpaid time off. Similarly, sabbaticals and long-term leave options allow employees to pursue personal pursuits like traveling without forcing them to quit their job. Let's move on to perks. The difference between perks and benefits is that some benefits are required by law and have come to be expected by employees. Perks refers to the small benefits of working with a company that are the cherry on top of your benefits package. 
An example of work perks would be free food, flexible work options, wellness programs, commuter benefits, or educational resources. Offering corporate perks is a great way to show you care and want your employees' experience to be more enjoyable. Interestingly, 68% of workers said that they think work perks are just as important as health coverage, according to a report done by HR software organization Zenefits. Perks are a great tool for organizations struggling to compete in terms of reputation, salary, or traditional benefits, but still want to enrich the lives of their employees. Perks don't have to be anything big. They can be as small as a product discount or free lunches once a week. However, it is important to realize that work perks are not a band-aid for bad company culture or larger organizational issues. Perks should be seen as the icing on the cake, not the cake itself. Let's move on to the final part of the episode and dive into the most interesting news in the world of recruitment this fortnight. Did we mention that competition for workers is at an all-time high? The competition is starting to benefit workers in a very tangible way. Walmart has announced that they are increasing pay for their associates by $1 per hour. This brings the average hourly wage for their associates to over $16 per hour. This increase is a bid to attract seasonal staff during the upcoming holiday season. Walmart aren't the only retailer increasing their wages to attract seasonal staff. Walgreens Boots Alliance has said that it plans to increase the starting hourly wage for all team members to $15 to be fully implemented by December. CVS also recently announced a pay bump to $15 an hour for its workers starting in July 2022. Costco has also announced in March an increase to their per hour minimum wage to $16 per hour. This week, President of the United States, Joe Biden, has expressed his frustration with the 80 million unvaccinated US residents. In reaction to this frustration, Biden has instructed the Labor Department to require all businesses with 100 or more employees to ensure their workers are either vaccinated or tested once a week. This decision has led many workers to question, is this legal? Apparently it is. Once accommodations are made for those who can't get the jab for medical reasons or religious reasons. Apple have been dealing with drama this week as a group of employees have formed a group titled Hashtag Apple 2. This group has published online several stories of mistreatment at the hands of the global corporation, including sexism, racism, and discrimination. The group claims they have brought these issues to the attention of HR within Apple, but nothing has been done. The group has also published an open letter to Apple CEO Tim Cook, demanding changes to how Apple approaches inclusion, diversity, and equity. The company has yet to publicly acknowledge the demands. Finally, to finish off the podcast, I want to say thank you to our listeners around the world. A special hello to our listeners in Canada, the US, and Spain. Please get in touch with your questions, comments, or even just say hello and get a shout out on the next episode of the podcast. You can get in touch by emailing hello at scouttalent.ca. Of course, if you're interested in recruitment software or services, you have to check out our website at scouttalent.ca or scouttalent.io for our US listeners.